Hi, everybody. Welcome to worship. Welcome to Schweitzer. We're glad you're here. Wherever you're at today, it's a joy to be able to worship even at a distance. I'm Jim, and I serve as a pastor here, also our host for today. We're so glad you're with us. If you're a guest with us today, we're really excited you're here. Thanks for being here. And we have a gift for you. So check in with us, and we'll send you a Starbucks digital gift card. We really hope you enjoy it. Today we're excited, we're looking forward to continuing and actually wrapping up our sermon series called Rooted. It's all about what it is that we're rooted in, what's our foundation, and what's our source, and how do we become the people that God desires for us to be. Pastor Jason will lead us in Psalm 1 today, and God has a message for us all. Beginning next week, we're excited to begin a new sermon series and a new study, a church-wide experience called Jesus is Greater, a field guide to the book of Colossians. The books are here, so stop by the church to pick one up or you can download it online. I did that recently, really easy to do, so I invite you to do that. If this is the time to be a part of this study, this experience, invite your friend, your neighbor, your co-worker to be part of this. Also, if you're interested in a group, a life group, we have 14 life groups open right now. We have a place for you, a space for you, Several have closed, so we invite you to, to jump into the study, go deeper into God's Word, be a part of Jesus is Greater, a field guide to the book of Colossians. Go to, to sign up or to learn more, go to sumc.co slash Colossians. See you there. Have you been checking us out here at Schweitzer and are curious about what's going on here? Coming up in September, we have three online gatherings that you can participate, that you can be a part of, where you can learn more about what is going on here at Schweitzer, the ministries, the people that serve here, the ministry staff, and how you can take your next step. These three uh, gatherings are happening on September 14th, 15th, and the 22nd. They're one hour, they're all the same, so choose one. We'd love to have you find out more about Schweitzer and how we can journey with, with you here. Recently, the Hicks family, Jared, Jenna, Ellie, and the two boys, Connor and Emmett, have gone through the all-in process. We've journeyed with them and them with us, and they were received into membership, and the two boys were baptized. We love to journey and to celebrate families and to, uh, to be in ministry with others. And so we encourage you, if you're interested in Schweitzer and want to find out more, uh, sign up for the all-in experiences at, at sumc.co slash all-in. We hope you'll be there. As we worship together today, invite us to engage. There's a chat feature on your screen. Say hello to your friends that are with us today. Also, if you'd like to receive prayer, there's a prayer button. So please offer your prayer and we would uh, love to pray with you. So this is the day the Lord has made. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's worship. Let's worship and celebrate God and each other. Let's worship. Build the walls around my soul 
Prayer is vital to our relationship with God. It's crucial to our relationship with God and others. Uh, God so loves the world and has given us the gift of prayer, the conversation that, that we can have with God. And today, uh, Pastor Jason shortly is going to uh, teach and preach about relationship and community. So today, today I invite us to pray about our relationship with God and with others as God would have it. And also there's a, there's a scripture in Psalm 1 that says that the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. In other words, the way of the righteous, those that are in right relationship with God and with others. And in the, the message translation or paraphrasing, that verse is that God charts the roads that we take. And so I invite us today again to pray about our relationship with God, others, and the, 
the roads that God charts for us. In other words, when we cooperate with Lord, with the Lord, the Holy Spirit, on the journey that God desires for us. So I invite us uh, to pray about those three things this morning. Let's pray together. Holy God, we thank you for the relationship that you have given us and that you desire a deep and growing relationship with us. So God, help us to uh, help us to open ourselves to you, to you, your Holy Spirit, all that you have for us. And, and we do pray for our relationship with others and others with us. Help us to open our hearts and our minds to care and love and have mercy and grace with the people that you bring into our lives and that we interact with. God, you know that we deeply need you in this, in this time, in our personal lives, in our community, in our nation and world. God, you are our source of all things good. And so we really pray to you for our relationship with other people, Lord. Uh, be with us and, and help us. And Holy God, uh, kind Father, we are really thankful that you watch over us. You watch over our ways and chart the roads of our lives that you desire to journey with us. Help us to choose wisely. Help us to see the roads that you have for us. Help us to know your mind. And God, we trust you. We confess we trust you because you are faithful and good. You are so good. God, we love you and we praise you in all things. And now uh, I invite us to pray together the prayer the Lord taught us long ago. And let's pray with uh, humility and yet boldness and confidence in the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Giving is an act of worship. As we give back to God, we reflect God's nature of generosity. We appreciate your generosity here at Schweitzer. Coupled with the power of the Holy Spirit, your gifts, your tithes, your offerings are making a real difference. I wanted to share with you that this week, uh, your giving, for example, coupled with the power of the Holy Spirit, is, uh, is really affecting the kids' ministry. We're refreshing and updating the kids' ministry for the next phase of of all that occurs there. We're really excited about it. I walked through there today. It's fantastic. Also, Nina, the kids director, shared with me about the learning pods and how your generosity and others is making a real difference. I wanted to read this to you real quickly. She says, our pods have been blessed by the generosity of so many people 
giving us soccer balls, volleyballs, kickballs, jump ropes, hula hoops, dry erase markers, individual dry erase boards for the kids, crayons and pencils and, and more supplies. And then she says, the kids have really enjoyed using all of these items. And one teacher, one teacher even said that she is thankful, thankful for the amazing generosity of the church Schweitzer. So you, please know, you are making a difference through your tithes and offerings. Let's continue to be generous people and bless the community around us. In other words, making it better off because God is with us and his community. So thank you. And now let's continue worshiping through another song. Schweitzer Church, I have some exciting news to share with you today. Starting September 13th, there's three things that you're going to be uh, needing to know about. First of all, we'll be starting a second in-person worship service. This will be at 10 a.m. in the Outreach Center, and it'll be modern in style. So on September 13th, we'll start having two worship services, one at 9 o'clock that we've been having. This will be traditional with hymns. And then the, the modern service will be at 10 o'clock in the Outreach Center. Both will have live preaching. Also, on that Sunday, September 13th, we will have be bringing a children's ministry back. And so at both hours, both at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock, 
there will be children's ministry offerings. You'll bring your kids with you to worship. Uh, they'll be with you in the sanctuary or in the outreach center. And then during the message time, we'll dismiss them for children-specific, age-appropriate uh, ministry. So I can't wait to share that with you. And then also, um, starting next Sunday, September 13th, we'll begin our Jesus is Greater sermon series with our book study. So hopefully you um, have your book. And if you don't, you can go to sumc.co slash Colossians and get engaged. I can't wait to, to join with you next Sunday. We love good stories, don't we? We love stories that move us and shape us and inspire us. And here at Schweitzer, we love uh, God stories too. These stories that uh, people here at Schweitzer connected in various ways, have stories about their lives and how God is interacting with them in all kinds of ways. And today we're going to hear from Grace Sladen, a young woman of faith who is the, uh, she and, and young people like her, they are the future of the church. I've had the privilege of watching her grow up here and others, and and I am inspired by this generation. And so I uh, I hope that this story, Grace's story, inspires you in faith, hope, and love. Let's watch. I've been going to Schweitzer all my life. Um, I got really involved in seventh grade whenever I started at the youth program and then my family got super into church. I've been on mission trips and retreats and all of that. Okay, so in seventh grade, I started going to youth and um, started kind of building my foundation. And I loved it, I fell in love with it, which I was not expecting. I was kind of mad at my mom for making me go. Um, and then the summer after that, I lost one of my closest friends, Chloe Butcher. And so that was obviously a hard time, but you know, I had that little bit of foundation and I was still pretty young. So I was kind of in shock and it was a lot to process right then, but I had that foundation and place to go to. Um, and so I went through eighth grade, still coming to youth. And then after my eighth grade year, we went on a mission trip to Memphis, Tennessee. And that's where it became really real for me. Um, it was just really life-changing. I We were worshiping one night and I had this one moment in worship where I just felt this insane amount of like peace and calmness and warmth come over me. And it's like I could feel God's love pouring into me. And so I went into high school um, and I could either kind of fall into that temptation, you know, typical high school, that's kind of what you find. Um, or I could fall into my faith, and I fell into my faith. I really realized that my junior of high school, whenever I was reading Bob Goff's book, Everybody Always, and I did a book report, and our assignment was to just have a talk with our teacher. Um, and I told him that Bob Goff writes his number in the back of all of his books. And so he was like, oh, you want to call him? And I was like, <laughs> what? And it caught me off guard and so I took a day to think about what I wanted to ask him and I called him and I asked him, you know, you talk about loving the people who are close to you, loving the people who are different from you, loving the people that anger you or whatever. And I asked him, but what about toxic people in your life? Because everybody has toxic people. And he said, you know, there's like 30 different kinds of plants or however many and if you plant them too close, they kill everything around them. They kill each other and they kill everything around them, he said. And so sometimes you just have to love people from afar and you can pray, but you don't have to take that on. You don't have to carry that weight for anybody else. 
Um, so that was a really cool lesson to learn. I mean, I always try and stay in my faith. You know, God, a lot of the times when God's working in your life, you can't see it, you can't make sense of it, but pull yourself out three months from then or whatever, and to be able to look back and see all that God has done and continues to do. God has always been good in my life. God always moves, God always loves. Um, and so I just hope to share that with at least one person. My name is Grace Layden, and this is just the beginning of my story. Hello, I'm Pastor Jason. It's a joy to welcome you in worship today. Today we're going to be wrapping up our series where we've been looking at Psalm 1, and we've been focusing on the reality that we can be a people who are rooted in God. The first week of our series, we looked at how Psalm 1 talks about two kinds of people. Those who are rooted in God and those who are blown around like chaff. People who move all over the, all over the place and circumstances and challenges. Don't let them um, be solidified, connected to much of anything. And so we talked about how the psalmist talks about how there's life when we are rooted in God. Then we talked about what does it mean to be planted by the streams, which is about experiencing the spiritual disciplines that keep us connected to God. And then last week, we noticed how the tree that is rooted bears fruit. Pastor Spencer talked about how it's crucial that we as a people are centered in God. And sometimes that centering, the spiritual disciplines can be things that help us be centered. And at the same time, sometimes we can miss the point and we can focus on the disciplines when the disciplines are really meant to connect us to God himself and to help us encounter God and that we really bear fruit as the Lord's life it, uh, comes around us and fills us and we dwell with, with God. Today we're going to be looking and hearing how the psalmist uh, again considers us to be rooted in God and speaks about the company that we keep. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to join me in listening, reading along with Psalm 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do, but not the wicked, they are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at, that, at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. As a kid, I loved Labor Day, and I still do. The little town that I grew up around had a softball tournament that started on Friday night, and it lasted all throughout the weekend. Monday was filled with a parade and a host of games and festivities. There were horse pulls and then tractor pulls. There was a, bre a greased pig competition. There was a little league all-star game. There was a cakewalk and a chicken dinner to, to support the high school senior class. It was quintessential small rural town fun. As I got a little older and could drive into town for the evening events, my parents took the opportunity to conduct a little inquiry. They wanted to know who I'd be around, who, um, who I'd be hanging out with, what we'd be doing, when I'd be home. Normal questions for parents of teenagers to ask. But during the weekend of Labor Day, they seemed to be more inquisitive than normal. 
because they knew that there was more than just the activity that was taking place around the ball fields. The sheriff's mounted police patrol, they would sometimes show up, oftentimes show up, because out in the country there could be more fun than was really good for everybody. There were, in fact, sometimes the fun in the country could get out of hand. And so my parents, they asked questions. Who are you going to be with? When are you coming home? What are you going to be doing? They knew that the company that a person would keep could lead to a good time and real friendships and real sense of enjoyment in life. And they also knew that the company you keep could lead in ways that you didn't want to go. When we open up and we listen to the words of the psalmist, there's a couple of things that we should notice right away. This is the introductory psalm to this great resource, this rich songbook of, of the people of God. This song introduces the reader and it introduces us to the reality that there are really two ways to life as the psalmist understands it. As, as the community who helped bring these songs together, there's really two ways of life that, that are out in front of the people who will encounter these songs. The one way is to be rooted in God and the other way is, is to be like chaff. And Jesus even picks up on this theme in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7 when he says that there's two ways, two approaches to life. One is the wide road and it leads to destruction. And the other road is the narrow road. And the narrow road is the road that God designs and God describes. The wide road is open to everything and it has no commitments with it, no cost really. But God's road leads to life. And this this book of Psalms and this book of songs leads us in walking the narrow road and it leads us in ways where we can grow deep with God and it invites us in so many ways to be honest to God, to be honest to the community that we live in and to wrestle with the deep issues of faith. And so that's kind of like this song is the opening introduction to what we're, we're meant to encounter in the fullness of the Psalms. The second thing that this psalm tells us along the way is that it really matters who we journey with. It matters because the people we journey with are either going to encourage us on the road that we travel or they're going to discourage us. Our fellow travelers are going to help us grow along the way with God and wrestle with questions of faith. Or our fellow travelers can help serve as roadblocks. They can dissuade us. They can discourage us. This collection of Psalms is a story of people who have been on a journey and they've been journeying on the narrow road. They've been journeying with God and walking with God. And the psalmist, on the one hand, almost sounds like a parent speaking with a teenager, giving proverbial instruction that if you listen to what's here and if you walk with people who are headed in the same direction with you, then you'll have a life that is rooted in God. Oh, the joys, the psalmist says, of those who don't follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. It sounds very proverbial, very much like parents talking to teenagers as they're getting ready to to roll out into the world. And at the same time, there is more that's being said than just the, a nice proverb from a parent to teenagers about life and living life and having a life that, 
thrives and flourishes. No, there is, there's a sense here that there's something that speaks about the profoundness of wisdom to all of us, no matter what age we're in. One of the great opportunities that we've had in this season of COVID-19 is the opportunity to be quiet, to catch a breath amidst the harried pace of life, and to consider deeply where we've placed a number of the answers to some of life's most persistent questions, like what's the true meaning of life? What do we ultimately value? Who is a crucial part of our lives? Who's crucial to us that if, if they were not around, we would miss them deeply? One of the conclusions that I've come to is that I need and want to be around a group of people who are people who are delighting in the law of the Lord, who are meditating on the Lord's law day and night. That is, there are people who are reflecting and seeing frequently that God is up to something and he's moving in our world right now. They are people who point out the goodness of God in such a natural way of being and presence that it just speaks to my own sense of faith. It speaks to my heart. It speaks to the hopefulness that, that I want to have. And faith and hopefulness is, are attributes that are increasing in my life. The challenges and circumstances that we all face at this moment can be things that batter our outlook and our spirit. But when I'm in the company of people who speak words of faith or tell their story of God bringing them through a, a certain situation in life, well, it's like a ray of hope. It's like something that speaks about faith in action in my own life right now. I wonder, have you taken a look at who you've been hanging around with, where you've been hanging your hat, who you've been colliding with at the water cooler and having conversations with? Have you, have you noticed where you've been turning into for news of the day? Have you been choosing who you crack open a cold one with? What's your outlook on life like at the moment? Do you find that you're growing deeper in faith? Are you walking closer with Christ? All of the scriptures, all of the scriptures declare that who we journey with matters. Next week, we're going to begin a new sermon series on the New Testament book of Colossians. And we're calling that series Jesus is Greater because the whole theme of Colossians speaks about the greatness of, of Christ. But along with the sermons, we've created a little field guide. Um, and we've also created opportunities so that we might journey with others in a life group experience where we can grow with others in the faith, where we can be encouraged, we can be encouragers to others. If you're not in a community, if you're looking for a community where you can grow deep in the faith, where you can walk alongside of others, where you can be encouraged, I'd invite you to sign up and to be a part. You can go to sumc.co slash Colossians. And there are 14 groups there that you can be a part of. You can walk with people who are walking with you on a road that leads to life. I'm going to be leading a group at 5.30 in the morning on Tuesday mornings. If you're looking for a group that's early, that's somewhat short, but, but wants to grow deeper, I'd love for you to join me. But there are 14 other groups that you can join, that you can be a part of. So scripture, the psalmist here, puts in front of us, and all of scripture says to us that there is, it matters who we, it matters who we journey with. 
We're invited to be rooted deeply with God. We're invited to be a part of a deep Christian community. Now, there are outsiders and some of maybe even our own self-talk that would ask the question, well, are there times where it can be uh, less than beneficial to be part of a closed Christian community? Are there times when a closed community can be trouble? Well, of course it's possible. Of course, that can lead to us missing things that are around us. But in this psalm, the psalmist speaks about a tree that's planted by the water, and it soaks up its nourishment, and it gives fruit. In the, in the vision that the prophet Ezekiel sees in, in Ezekiel 47, and in the vision of God's revelation of his restoration of the world in John's re- revelation, these leaves that the trees produce and these trees that are planted by the river of God are meant for the healing of the world. The leaves and the fruit that we produce aren't just for ourselves. They're not just for our communities. They're not just for the people that we travel with. But God wants to do something in the world with people who find themselves deeply rooted in Him. He wants to bring the healing of God to the world. And so there's certainly a place where we who draw near to God are to care for and engage all of the places of the world that we that we see, that we know, that we encounter. One of the things that we've also experienced this summer is the deep divides in our communities over racism and classism. And part of the tension that we're experiencing, that we have as a society, is because we have closed ourselves off, many of us have closed ourselves off into thought silos or class silos or race silos or silos of our own convenience. One mark of a healthy Christian community is that you should encounter others with whom you can confess and worship Christ while at the same time being lovingly challenged to see what is and what could be, to see what truth and mercy look like extended to all people. Being a part of a Christian community not only encourages us, but it reminds us of faith and it challenges our notions that come from the old self, that are centered in self-preservation, and that mercifully and justly, when we're in a Christian community, we can be called upon and we can lean into Jesus, who is the healer of our souls and the healer of our communities and of our world. So I wonder, as you've been traveling through this summer, as you've been traveling through this moment in time, have you taken a good look at who you're hanging out with? Have you been considering who you've been colliding with around the water cooler? Who have you been turning into for the news of the world and the events of the day? Who have you been cracking open a cold one with? What is your outlook on life like? Are you growing deeper in faith, deeper in hope, Are you seeing God at work? Are you walking closer with Christ? Jesus, the scripture tells us, abided with the Father. And because of that, he was confident, he was hopeful, he was joyful, he was trustful, now and always. These are the things that God wants to give to us who abide with him and abide in Christian community and walk in this road 
of the narrow road. And Jesus takes a couple of simple gifts, the gift of bread and the gift of a cup to show us himself and to, and to call us to abide with him. His request, his first request that he asks of us is to have faith and to trust him. And so I invite you to proclaim what faith is when together with one voice we could say, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Kind Father, we give you thanks that you have given us these gifts of bread and the cup. We ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon them, that, may, that they might be for us the very body and blood of Christ. We pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us who are gathered together and gathered all over the world, that we might hear the invitation of Jesus to be a part of his community, to be a part of his life and the work that he's doing. Forgive us for our prejudices. Forgive us for the ways in which we discount others and we close people out of community. Lead us in the narrow path, the path that you define and describe and call us into. Help us to receive these gifts with thanksgiving. In the name of Christ, we pray. With the Spirit to the Father, all glory now and forever. Amen. Friends, if you've got bread or juice, I invite you to partake of them. These are the gifts of God for the people of God and for the people of the world. Receive them with thanksgiving in your hearts and may the joy of Jesus and his community be yours today. Amen. Oh, my.
Thanks for joining us in worship today. We hope you're blessed. We hope you encounter the living Christ in the places where you're living right now. Next week, we've got three opportunities for online worship, and we've also got two opportunities for in-person worship. We hope you'll join us in worship this coming Sunday. Also, we hope you'll take up the opportunity and be a part of a community of faith that's seeking to grow deeper. You can go to our website, sumc.co slash Colossians, and join a group today. The Lord be with you, and may you have great joy in Him.